we are back. This is the Grunge Bubble Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I'm joined by Chris Salona. This is episode 128. For those that are counting, 128 in a row, that is. Haven't missed one single episode. And Chris, I think we wanted to skip this one, but here we are. <laughs> I really wanted to again. skip this one. <laughs> you know, podcasts, everybody knows that podcasts take a lull in the summer, and we were, we've were we been tempted many times throughout the summer to take that vacation that most people do. Like, I'm going to step away for a month uh, for for reasons we do not know we decided to power through on all of them so for the listeners out there i hope you're grateful because we, we're putting in the work here well that's the thing i mean school's back in session and we're gunning for that perfect attendance award somebody that's right somebody, somebody needs to get it you know we've got the streak going we can't we can't sit now this episode is coming out on labor day september is here chris Happy How birth are you month, feeling? Ethan. Happy birth month. There's a football season is starting. American football, which I am so really, so really, excited yeah, for. That's huge. Fantasy football drafts are going on. The kids are going back to school. Yeah. Um. And you know, your life stays the same because you're in the working world. <laughs> How does it feel, Chris? <laughs> How do you feel, man? That was the biggest shock for me uh, when I started in the working world. Uh, well, it, it was interesting. So I graduated college in the first two years out of college. I worked um, at a university at, at my alma mater. Um, so my my schedule and, and my calendar was still kind of following the cadence of, of, of a school calendar. Um, and then the, the year after that was when I first started working my, you know, nice it's always there for you, 40 hour a week, uh, 40 hour a week job. And it was really strange. Like I got really anxious around like the first August that I was working a normal job. I'm like, oh, like I feel like there's something that I need to go and do, but there's not, I'm, I'm just working. I like it better this way. I really like it better this way. You like it better where you don't have say the oh, start yeah. of the year being in September. Yep. Yeah. You just roll, you make your own, you make your own summer. Yeah. I do like, I do like that my brain is wired to kind of the year starts in September. That's when training begins for my year. It ends mm-hmm. in the summer rather than starting in January yeah. and everybody else starts their new year. Right. Even though it messes me up for like, you know, taxes and shit and, and understanding right. that how things work. But <clears throat> that's but yeah, I was talking about my brother's a teacher and one of my good friends, Ben, who we just saw recently, he's a teacher as well. And we we're talking about how yeah, the kids they're starting earlier and earlier, dude. There was a um you know, some kids have been in uh, school for like a couple of weeks and even July. I heard there's an Arizona. They started like mid July for school. And no, uh, they didn't. Mid yeah, July. Did. There's like no break. Yeah. But then there's, you know, there's the argument. Why do kids need a break? They actually come back and they forget everything. <laughs> I think over. it's, I think it's so the teachers get a break. <laughs> yeah. But no one else gets a break in life. You don't get a break like well, that. No, but I, cause I had breaks when I was growing up. I, I spent them all. <laughs> yeah. But so the teachers, they did the same thing and they still get those breaks. Oh, I'm telling I you, guess, all I'm saying, I'm not an educator, but if I had to spend 180 days a year with uh, like fourth graders, I would need that break. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting argument. I guess it was they developed that schedule because of the uh, farming and harvest season that happens in the summer. <laughs> Is that true? They, that's they, what had, I was told, they had to Chris. send the children back into the coal mines because the kids yeah. yearn for the mines. <laughs> the kids yearn for the mines, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like they would go home and have to work on the farm and work on the land. Like the, the parents needed them, so I think that's why they took a break. <laughs> 
And that's why a lot of people are homeschooled too. On the Grunge Bible podcast. That's why, that's why people take uh, have homeschooled because they need to work. Can you tell we've um, been doing this for a while? Here we are talking about the origins of the school calendar. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but I'm glad that I lived in a time where I went back to school right around Labor Day and got off. You know, right after Memorial Day or whenever that is, right yeah, in June. Me too. I, I think the Northeast, like we we we've done it pretty healthfully because I know when you go west and you go south, they start earlier, but they get out earlier. But I was I was very cool with like you know you start after Labor Day and you end. We used to end like the first week of June, second week of June, so it was good. But uh, I like not having to be in school when it's hot out and nice out. Yeah, yeah. as a well, kid. The, well, that was another thing. Like I I had um. One, one year I was in school and, and they postponed the start of the school year by like two weeks because I think they were they were fixing the HVAC system in the school. Yeah. No, they were fixing the HVAC system in the school and it was like an old brick building and uh, the, the repairs were running late. And like they from like a, a, a health and wellness perspective, they just couldn't have the kids in the in the building when it was like 100 degrees outside because the thing was like a, a tinder box. So mm. it's good for me, though. I got two extra weeks of summer. Right. So this week's episode, we are going to be talking going about back, back to school. We're going back to school. <clears throat> September has begun. Like I said, it's a new year in my book and uh, all the kids are going back and it's very, it's a good time to look back on all the years. And cause you know, this is the most formidable, formidable times in your life. I would argue. Absolutely. I'm not, I have not seen my whole life, but I feel like uh, the memories that I had um, obviously in my teens and young twenties and stuff are the ones that seem to stick out the most i can't i mean the last six years they they kind of come and go i mean i remember some shit but like the stuff from when i was in junior high seemed to be more impactful for whatever reason and they're a lot smaller so we're just going to deep dive into some of the stuff we remember some of the songs we remember listening to some of the music involved and uh you know how that has an effect on you as you grow older Hell yeah. Well, I mean, on a greater level, more than being a grunge rock podcast, we're, we're a nostalgia podcast. I mean, Ethan, let's face oh, it. Yeah. I mean, 90, 97% of what we talk about uh, are things that happened in the past that we're attempting to recall in a fond manner. The other 3% we're just ranting about things, but uh, this is a great opportunity to do it. I think uh, a lot of people maybe relate to a lot of these sentiments that we're going to discuss and we're able to sit here and discuss them together uh, and send this out to everyone who listens because of the support that we receive from our listeners. Uh, Most notably, uh, we have a strong group of people over on Patreon who support us uh, with a financial contribution each month. uh, And leading the way over there are our top tier supporters on Patreon, and they choose to give us $10 a month uh, to keep this podcast rolling. So a new month begins, a new round of contributions are coming in. So it's a really, really good time to be thankful as we begin this month of September. So at this time, I would like to thank the members of our top tier over on Patreon, uh, and they are Pile of Punk, Carlene Salona, Jade Mercado, Marianne, Alexis Shannon, Fuck Soup, Jamie Lynn, Lauren Irene, The Blue Owl, Doug Endy, Millie, Rachel Corning, Kara Kay, What the Fuck is Up, Denny's, Nikki Six, Chris LSMS, Black Hole Sean, Fresh Tendonitis, Alex Long, Captain High Top, Seattle Four Fanboy from New Jersey, Brother Nature, Eddie Vedder Got Me Through My Second Divorce, Faith Bittner, Granny Grunge, Corden Stewart, Julie Van Siever, Epona, Sherry Matthews, Keith White, Corden Stewart, Eric R. Berry, D Boat, and Gochu John. 
Thank you once again as we begin another month and we receive more of your money that you choose to give us. So uh, if you're liking the show so far, you check in and, and you know you want to take your support to the next level, uh, you can go to the show notes and check out the link to the Patreon website uh, where you can support us at a $2, $5, or $10 per month level. Um, also in the show notes, we have a link to our merchandise website where you can you know get yourself a nice crew neck sweatshirt. You know, temperatures are cooling off here in the States. Uh, and I love a good crew neck. I'm, I'm a fan of my grunge Bible crew neck. Uh, I'm looking forward to wearing it and having people uh, hopefully not ask me what it is so I don't get flustered in a social situation. That's awesome. I also want to take this time to say that, uh, Chris, we have been slacking on selling this house that we've been to the Grunge Bible house. <laughs> Quinn Shalloway wants to sell your house. Quinn Shalloway wants to sell your house through Grunge Bible. So my brother's a realtor. And uh, now that I'm back in the fold, he's going showing houses and stuff. And he was like, when, when am I going to sell Grunge Bible's first house? And I said, that's a good that's a good point. I haven't We haven't said anything on there. So if you're out there looking to buy or sell a house, please contact us and we'll put you in contact with Quinn and then we all make money. It's going to be great. And you get Absolutely. a new house or you sell your house. It doesn't matter. Any way you look at it, we're all going to, uh, you guys are going to have a new house or yeah, leave your old house, which is sad, the old apartment, but uh, naked ladies. it's time, times to move on, you know? So um, yeah, think about that. I always wonder if there's somebody out there that's like, Someone, oh, someone who's know. mulling it over, yeah. Yeah, someone that's like, oh, do I really want to take the leap? Like, what do these guys know? Well, we don't know anything, but Quinn does. Quinn Quinn's does. our shark. Yeah. I always wonder yeah. with this show, um, so I listen to my podcast on Spotify, and they have like the 15 seconds uh, forward or backward button, um, and I wonder if there's Who people that are through? just kind of spamming that 15-second button until we I get do. into the topic. I do that with my with what I, podcasts that I listen to, so yeah. um, I encourage you to do it. If I mean, if, if, if being thanked or listening to us thanking people is not your thing, you know, just skip over to what you want, you know? But you, that means that you listen to the episode and you should be a patron. So if you are skipping over, do us the courtesy of at least paying $2 to... Yeah, pay, you, you got a tax to, to cut yeah, the line. Yeah, you you exactly. You got a tax. You got to pay to skip those ads, basically. Yeah, I would totally agree. All right, so let's start with... So I'm I'm you're I'm back in my childhood house. This is where I grew up in. This is my my dad's lived here for 55 years. My grandfather built this house. Well, That's I never gnarly. met him. Yeah, my dad's been literally living here for 55 years. So he went to school living here. I went to school. We have this driveway that we walk down to wait for the bus. Mm -hmm. you, know, you go down. Parents wait wait with you for a little bit. Then in junior high, you guys you know you rush out the last second. The bus is here. You got to run out there, grab your food. You know that your mom that my mom packed or you know, made breakfast, got to rush down there. And then you get to high school and you get your license and you finally get to drive yourself to school. Um, and it's crazy. Um, you know, the, I'm thinking grade school, like uh, the, the memories I have from grade school and how simple it was, you know, did you guys had recess, right? Oh yeah. We had, um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we had we had one recess, but we had snack time at 1030, uh, which sometimes if we were good, we would get an, an abbreviated recess after snack time. And then we had a recess and lunch, you know, over over the lunch hour around 1230 or so. What are the what's were you a recess or a gym class guy in, in middle in 
in a grade oh, man. school. Oh, man, I was both. I was that kid who would go out, whether it be for recess or for gym, uh, and just lay it all on the line and, like, come back into class just dripping in Sweating. sweat. And the, the worst part, too, was, uh, you know, mind you, this was, like, the mid-2000s, early 2000s, so they were they were much more in vogue than they are now. But I, I have, as I'm wearing now, I had to wear glasses. You better believe that I had those transition lenses. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I had what was your... Do- were you guys a kickball school or were you, were you playing oh, football? Oh man, you guys I would play? say, so we used to play, uh, we played a lot of a lot of touch football. We played a lot of rundown. Um, we used to play a game called off the wall too. So like we had like, we had like a, our, our school was I think three stories tall. It had this big, big brick wall with no windows on it. Um, and it was kind of like a modified rundown. Like you'd throw the ball off the wall and if you caught it on the fly, you were you were safe. But if you if you tried to catch it and like you didn't catch it, you had to run to the wall. Um, mm-hmm. And somebody would have an opportunity to take the ball that you dropped and throw it at the wall. And if the ball hit the wall before you, you touched the wall, you were out. Some good old wall ball, dude. Yeah, I we used to it. we used to play a lot of that. But then like the the dark urge would come to roof the ball, you know, to roof the tennis ball. So like all the like dark kids urge. would be chanting the dark arts, man. They'd be chanting, you know, roof it, roof it, and you know they would throw it. But the best day of the year, like once or twice a year, the janitor. Um, Mr. Dorley would would get up onto the roof and without any without any prior notice he would just start throwing all of the tennis balls off of the roof so there'd That's just amazing. be like there'd be like tens of tennis balls like dozens of tennis balls coming down off off of the roof uh, and it was like Christmas and you had to stockpile them and save them up you know for for future games uh, we did That's that amazing. we did all like the four square bullshit but I was definitely a footballer or an four off the wall kind of guy yeah four square was incredible we played this t- there was a dodgeball we had a dodgeball uh, set up and it was a big circle mm-hmm. and everybody started in the middle. There was a circle, like there was, you know, it was a circle inside of a circle. The, the really small line where you were, you were allowed to run around the circle and stay in and you just throw okay. it into the middle of the pack. Right. And it was the last man standing. Yeah. I've never seen that anywhere else. Usually it's like, you know, it's a, it's a center line, but this is like elimination. Everybody like last person. Like I like that. It's like, it's like a shark tank. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's in the middle, and the, you throw a ball, and then you instantly have to turn around because the person behind them would catch the ball and then throw, and yeah. people weren't looking. Yeah. That was epic. I like that. But I was always a gym, like we had gym once a week, and I always yeah, we I mean, did recess, too. We were thir- we were Thursdays. Uh, we were gym on Thursdays. Yeah, same Thursday so. was a good gym day, and uh, that was great. You know, recess was great, but gym was you know obviously more organized because you had the gym teacher, and the gym, gym teacher loved me because my uncle was a gym teacher, a legendary gym teacher in the uh, the district. <laughs> oh Mr. yeah, Sh- Mr. Shalloway, <laughs> and uh, it was funny because the other kids in the other schools had him as the gym teacher. I never had him. He would, sometimes right. he would sub. And that was yeah, fun. and that was always a, a real treat. It was fun for me. So I went to Catholic school from kindergarten until my senior year of high school. So we had to wear uniforms. So gym day was extra awesome uh, in grade school because it, you know I didn't have to wear like the dress pants and like the, oh, wow. the polo shirt or like the shirt and the tie. I got to wear like sweatpants and a t-shirt. You know, it was it was a part of a uniform, but it was nice. You you, you know you show up and you don't have to wear you know you don't have to wear a tie or anything. So I I, I particularly looked forward to gym day. So what were your one of your fondest memories of elementary school and then we'll move on to the next the next school where you 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 upgrade what what do you remember specifically 
Oh man. Uh, so my, my elementary school, we were, we were really small. Like I think my class only had like 25 people or so 20, it, it used to fluctuate between 20 and 30 and it was, it was, it was a Catholic school. So we actually, we had religious sisters, uh, that were, that were on the, the, the teaching staff and the faculty. Um, so we had a little bit of that going on, but honestly, like it was just really cool. That was your um, favorite part. I'm getting to it, Ethan. I'm, I'm getting in the background. So it was a small school. My favorite part of it um, was just kind of like the like the tight knit nature of it because it was such a small um, such a small class size that it's like who you had was who you had like your friend group. So it was always like mm, just kind of like the the ebbs and flows of the friend groups, and especially as like we got into middle school when like you know the drama that comes with like you know you, you start to like like girls and like all that drama, you know, kind of entails a little bit, but it was just like the tight knit nature. And a lot of us played sports in the town together too. Um, so, you know, as much as we could at the time, obviously not being able to drive, like we all spent a lot of time together. Um, and I just really liked that. You know, I'm not, I'm not particularly close with any of them anymore, but because it was so long ago and you know, you're, you're but a lad, but I really enjoyed that. And I, I did like going to school back then when I was younger, like I enjoyed learning. Um, and it was, it was, it was fun and it was rewarding for me to, I think, learn a lot about, uh, subjects and just different things that I was inquisitive about. Um, and I think I was able to learn a lot of good habits. I think that helped me in, in, in high school and in college and beyond. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, it was those formative years a little bit, you kind of start to decide what you like and, and who you're going to be. You know, I think that process starts at a young age and I'm, I'm thankful, you know, on a level for the environment that I was in and, and the people that I was around, uh, that, you know, helped kind of lay the, uh, the foundational work for that. So, uh, that is my yeah. answer, Ethan, if you were patient That's with good. me, I, I was getting to it. It was just taking a little bit of time, but what about you? Calmer than you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are calmer. Calmer than you are. So yeah, I similarly, um, well, look differently, but similar ideas. I always look forward to finding out what homeroom I was in, you okay. know, and there was four, there was four teachers per grade, basically. So you had so a, you quite were, a bit bigger of a, of a school. Yeah, there was probably about 100 kids per grade, like maybe, yeah. like 22 kids per class. Like per, okay. So, and you, you there was four teachers you could pick from, and, you know, there's always the one that everybody wanted, there's the one that no one wanted, and you got there was to pick? the other two. No, we didn't get to pick. It I was, was going to say, there's no well, way they would let you pick. I mean, you don't get to pick, but then, like, obviously, if your parents, like, send call a request. Calling a favor. Like, yeah, what are they yeah. going to do? Say no? Like, <laughs> hey, my kid can't. get on the horn can't. and make some calls. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so in the beginning, so it was random. So, you, you know, it's like, oh, is, you know, is this guy going to be in my class? Is this girl going to be in my class? So it was always like, right. it was always fun. It was very exciting. And then each next year, like, ah, you know, you hope to be put with the, the one of the kid. And then that's where you ask the parents back. Like, I really, you know, I think these two kids should be together. They can stick together through school mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so that was always exciting because there was, there's teachers that you are just big and scary and you didn't want to be with. And I remember second grade, we got, we got the, I got this old teacher named Mrs. Strogus. And, uh, <laughs> oh, she Strogus. Was, yeah. And she was like a really mean teacher that no one liked, but, um, she really liked me and, and she ended up, you know, she was, she was not, she was a good teacher. She was yeah, just older absolutely. and, and, and A lot nicer. of the kids, they didn't she like She wasn't on the they, new frills. Of right, the, but the, it's totally fine. They're, they're good educators. And if you do the right thing, you know, you, you're, you end up in their good graces. That was my fifth grade teacher. Right. A lot of, a lot of my classmates didn't like her because uh, she yeah. was a little bit more strict, certainly than our third and fourth grade teacher was. Uh, but she was great. I, I'm still in contact with her to this day. Lovely lady. Yep. That's incredible, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then there was like in fourth grade, there's Mrs. Carnes who would have a bunch of parties and stuff on Friday. Oh, yeah. But, you know, everybody wanted to be in her class because they do fun stuff. 
Right. But yeah, Mrs. Strogus, that's when um that's when Drew moved into my school district and she had the <laughs> she had the insight to make the me his train rolling in. Yeah, to, he had the he had the insight to make me his uh his show guide or, or his tour guide. So oh, um, yeah. I thank her for our friendship, I guess, because he joined in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always great. But yeah, there's uh, I also I did this uh, in fourth grade. There was like a minute. We had a minute challenge. We did like the the, the multiplication. multiplication. Oh yeah. Oh dude, I love that. That was like my favorite thing because I was pretty good at it and like. Yeah. Dude, I loved it. To run the table with that. Yeah, dude. I used to, yeah exactly. And we did these things where the two kids you'd get in the line and you. He'd flash a card and you have to say the answer first person who answers stays then the other side they go back to the end of the line so it's mm-hmm. like it was a game it was it was really fun yeah i have to ask ethan um if is there because i know there is for me is there one band that kind of is synonymous with like your grade school in middle school days like when you think of that era of your life is there one that you're just like this is i remember well, this is the i was one. gonna i was gonna say that um during my time in elementary school i don't really remember listening to music or what yeah. I listened to. A little too young it's when you're like third grade. Like you don't yeah. really have the agency to choose at that point. Mm-hmm. And the way our school was set up, we had one through six was elementary school. Then we did seven through eight. I mean, seven through nine was junior high. So freshmen were actually oh, really? top. Freshmen were top of the line here. Oh, and wow. They changed it. They changed it. I don't it, like uh, that. I do. I think I do. No, I don't because like that's it. what I did. But then, right. like, I mean, we never really, you never experienced like, the bullying or the the freshman like you know the freshman like shit that people would get because mm-hmm. you were the top dogs and then if you were you know for some sports or some you know the band and stuff you'd maybe go to the high school and stuff and it was a real honor to get on that bus after school and go to the high school but then like it was 10th 11th 12th for high school so like you're already a sophomore and the and the seniors like it, it was, was kind of over it yeah, it's, it seemed a little bit better and uh so I don't know I was always I was always kind of a fan of that and never had too much shit as a ninth grader because you were kind of the you were cool in your school yeah that's a lovely so no no school no no music for my junior uh for my elementary days yeah junior junior high is different yeah our school we were structured differently so we went because i went to the catholic school the school itself it was pre-k through eight um so there were kids that were you know they went to that school for 10 years so i i I went to that school initially for first grade i was at another school previous to that so i was you know with the same group of kids from first grade through eighth grade and it was it was it was more nominal but middle school for us was like six through eight and like grade school was was fifth and below but um if i had to choose one band you know it all kind of morphs together but like i remember around it must have been 2004 like we would have been in third grade and like some of the kids in my class were like starting to become interested in music not like you know you're taking music lessons with the piano because that's what your parents want you to do but like you know they would be seeking out different music or maybe they got a cd or you know listen to the radio and dude at the time green day ruled you know they ruled the land and and that continued um you know, even into middle school, I, I forget the name of the album, but you know the one with like Twenty One Guns uh, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I oh, forget yeah. which one that was. I think that came out. I was in like sixth or seventh grade, and I still remember at the time like they were a very very cool band to be into. And I, th- it was like one of those things where everybody in the class, like if you were to ask them, like, hey, you like Green Day? They're like, of course I like Green Day because you know you want to be cool. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like they are they are the preeminent band of the time for me. Um, yeah, which I was kind of, I didn't really know what I liked obviously at the time, uh, because you're, you're so young and I didn't really get into music really 
deeply until I was you in, liked what, towards what, in high school. You liked whatever was shown to you. Exactly. That's yeah, I like I like so them. Um, I, I've said it before on the show. My first CD in 2005 was All the Right Reasons by Nickelback. Um, I loved Lips of an Angel, you know, when I heard that oh, for the yeah. first time. Uh, Theory of a Dead Man had some cool stuff at the time. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting to look back. But yeah, for me, middle school, absolutely. It was the green day. But yeah. it was only it was only American Idiot because that's all we knew because that's all we were hearing on the radio. It's true. It's true. My that's where it stopped. That album. Mm-hmm. I remember that was one of the first albums I downloaded that on my Xbox. My neighbor gave it to me, Sam Culp, yeah. and all my music discovery. I always say it came. And that's why I love junior high and, and senior high is because uh, the music was so explorative, right? Everything you listened to could have been your favorite band. And right. not that like when I listen to it now, I'm not saying music doesn't have the same effect, but there is something to be said about listening to music uh, during those times and how it sticks with you. Um, and the bus rides, that's where we, we traded music. And one thing I was going to say, it's funny, we had a science fair in fifth grade and it was always scary and I had to pick something. And I remember I did like the battery life for AA batteries, like what company Duracell versus Absolutely. Energizer. Absolutely. I hated the, the science fair, man. And the way I tested it, I'm sure the results, like, I mean, it was all about presentation, just, you know, just how to, you know, think with right. scientific method. But the, uh, my test was, uh, I would just put batteries in my CD player and just run it until the batteries die. <laughs> and I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Just start I don't the, know how. Start the stopwatch. Yeah, I don't know how I would have like I don't know how we came up with numbers of when it stopped officially, but yeah, it's pretty funny. But that CD player took me into um, junior high, and I listened a little bit of the CD player, and then we got the MP3 players going. But I remember like Mr. Brightside, they had their Hot Fuss album come out in like mm-hmm. '03 or something. That was huge. I had Mr. Brightside on it. Um, Lips of an Angel, I listened to that a ton in high school. That was like a a one off. I didn't get too much into the Hinder discography. Um, and then of course I yeah, Green <laughs> I Day. I don't think that anybody did. It's okay. No. <laughs> Green Day and Blink One A Two were huge uh, yeah. for me. Definitely listened to a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Blink One A Two has such a stranglehold on all my memories from back then. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had I had this one friend, um, and we 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 went to the same church, and we used to volunteer, you know, on the weekends doing different church things together. But um, he was uh, between my brother and I, age wise. So like, if I was in fourth grade, he would have been in fifth, and my brother in sixth. And he he started playing guitar at a young age, and and he was one of the guys who, uh, you know, he made he he made he burned a couple of CDs for us. And I really wish there'd be some way for me to recall everything that was on there. But I remember like the time, you know, he was into some, some cool stuff. And I remember angels and airwaves was a big band that he was, he I was, was up. Big, I'm glad you brought that up. That's he was a big fan of. And, and you know, whenever I think of that time, I remember it was a CD. It was like silver and orange on the front. Um, and, and like, I think he, like, he wrote like my name on it. it's like songs, like songs for Chris or whatever. <laughs> he gave mm-hmm. it to me. I, I put it onto my, my desktop, my gateway computer, my family's gateway computer at the time and, and just hammered that thing. But, um, he, he actually, he gave me my first, uh, first lessons at my first aborted attempt to learn how to play guitar back when I was in like seventh grade too. So dude, I love it. The, the older brother influences was huge on me as well. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought up Angels and Airwaves because yeah, Blink One A Two is so important. But then I was introduced to Angels and Airwaves, and they had um, I Empire and We Don't Need to Whisper were the two big albums. Yeah. And Tom, De- it's Tom DeLonge's band. I remember I was blown away finding out that band members had other bands that they yes. were in, and yeah. I was so scared that they would like leave and never come back and stuff. And but they have the one song, The Adventure. It's like their top song, and it's like and it talks about how life life's waiting to begin, and it's so like 
you know, he was big into space. Tom was and aliens and whatnot. <laughs> was? So, he still is. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> it's paying so, off in a big way, though. We're getting to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's paying off in a big way, dude. And uh, the fact that their their songs were so, like, very atmospheric and stuff. And, and they had that, like, feel to it where I love. And it was, like, anything is possible. So I would listen to those a lot and just be. And his yeah. voice just fit perfectly with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Tom DeLong, his voice definitely takes me back. Yeah. And it kind of takes me to, well. No, nah, yeah, I want to hear what you're saying. So it kind of takes me to the, the the thought and the connection of like, you know, voices of a generation and stuff. And how Kurt Cobain was the voice of a generation for a lot of high school kids and, and young uh, 20s and, and how impactful that was. And I'm not saying that like um, Tom DeLonge is as important as Kurt Cobain. To our generation, but- I think he was. You're right. You're yeah. You're yeah. Actually, probably right. Probably to a lot of people. But I'm just saying, like, it's so funny. Where like you have these bands, like you know, Pete Wentz. He's one of the guys in Fallout Boy, and he was like, people loved him. Yeah. And like for Same some reason, all he just, American Rejects, man. Whoever yeah. the, the front person for them uh, is. Yeah. But like you have these weird bands that just like really stick out for there's like you know everybody our, our age and stuff, and so yeah, Tom DeLonge. Like there's a weird connection that, that I can. You know, make to hopefully make to uh Kurt Cobain but like yeah well it's 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 just the cadence of of popular opinion and popular culture I mean there's people who kind of like uh you know snatch up a large market share uh at a, at a given time of of what's considered to be popular and what like the the cool people are listening to I think now you know certainly when we were growing up but even more so where I think a lot of people who listen to this show who grew up in the 90s like it was much less prevalent I mean now like you know, popular opinion is being molded 24 seven and it's accessible 24 seven because of, you know, the phone in your pocket. Uh, you know, for us it's like, you go to school and like your interaction kind of ended, you might instant message a little bit or whatever, but you know, you certainly weren't consuming thoughts of other people in media the way that you are now. Um, it's so true. It's, it, it, it was, a, it was a definitely a different environment for, you know, things to become popular. And, um, you know, you could like as a unit at school could find something and decide that something was popular and not be impacted by, you know, a large group of people elsewhere who said that it wasn't popular. Um, so that right. was, that was a cool element. And I know for us too, we, my friend group, we were all really, really big into American Idol. And so we would all watch it. I um, mean, I remember when my friends first got into it, I wasn't allowed to stay up that late to watch it. So like, I would always have to like figure out what happened or whatnot. And, and I remember, you know, we would always kind of like discuss and a lot of the music and the, the stuff they would cover was like, you know, we thought was like really good. And, you know, a lot of those artists, when they would release their first album, it would be on like top 40 radio. And we used to get into it a little bit, but it was, yeah. it was interesting. Like the, 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 the governors of popular opinion at the time were much different than they are now. Yeah, and who's to say if it's better or worse? I like the uh, the aspect, like you said, you leave for, or you know you'd leave one day of school and it was twelve hours before you talked to the kids again. Well, yeah, and, and because otherwise you, you, you had you had to call Monday. them, and their their mom would answer, and be like, "Hello, can I speak to so and so?" You know, and, and you'd only do that if you wanted to play. I mean, I, I didn't do if you wanted to play or like if you if you forgot the homework or something and you yeah. needed them to, yeah. Exactly, but it's so true. Like you'd leave on the weekend and you wouldn't see your buddies. Well, you'd see them, but you wouldn't see you know certain people until friday or you wouldn't hear of them at all where now it's like so much easier um yeah but bus rides are great but then once you get into high school like i said you get your license and you get to drive to school and my brother he was uh two years older so when i was a 10th grader he was a senior so he drove me every day to school until i got my car Mm -hmm. and dude there's nothing better than driving i mean we didn't speak in the mornings i think we talk about it like i'm a very quiet guy in the morning 
if, if at all costs like if somebody's coming in with energy sometimes my little brother he like he'll just start talking to me and i can't keep up like dude me and quinn i witnessed this <laughs> oh yeah me and quinn had an unspoken like literally one time i think one time we just i think someone one of us was like isn't it funny how neither of us say anything <laughs> an unspoken in agreement of unspokenness <laughs> yeah and uh but dude nothing better than driving in you know you you drive to school same route every day and then all of a sudden you you see a few other kids that lately uh that live in the neighborhood and be like oh you know there's tyler shaw you know he's driving in too or like there's you know there's drew driving and you see their cars and stuff then you pull in and the lot is fooled with all these shitty cars and that's the one thing I, I don't like i don't like going to high schools now and seeing all these broncos and forerunners <laughs> and all this shit like dude where where are the subarus dude where are the shitty where are the shitty corollas and all that stuff that everybody was driving back in the day there's Oh man. Well, it's just a function of the passage of time. I mean, like a 10-year-old car for us is like now it's like, you know, 25-year-old car or whatever, yeah. you know. I mean, it's times times from moving on a little bit. It's so mm -hmm. funny though because like I had a wildly different experience because I didn't go to school in my town. Um I went to school about like 25-30 minutes away. Um so I took the bus my freshman year and then I they changed the bus schedule and it would have been like unseasonably early for me to get the bus. So my mom drove me my sophomore and junior year and I was young for my grade, so I didn't get my license. So, and even my senior year, I would only be able to, we only had one car in the family. So as I could drive, so as long as my mom didn't need the car and could get a ride home from work. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I didn't, I drove alone. So like, I didn't share any time with anybody. So you didn't pick kinda, up any friends on the way. I didn't pick, no, I was, no I, was one of the, I was one of the only ones from my town, uh, who went to my high school. Um, you know, I, I went, I went there as a freshman. I didn't know anybody. None of my grade school friends were going to the high school that I went to. Um, you know, I was just kind of like dropped into the middle there and, uh, you know, I kind of had to find my way a little bit, but I definitely missed out on that like quintessential element, uh, because yeah. it, it just wasn't an element of, of, of my experience. Yeah, that kind of stinks. And yeah, like I said, if the car was in the shop or yeah. somebody else's was, you'd pick up your friends on the way in. There's a lot of people that, you know, it was like four or five people deep rolling into school all the time because yeah. they lived in development. So it's a lot easier for one kid to drive. Yep. Yeah, just make the rounds in a couple of, you couple gotta pay, of blocks. You got to pay your buddy gas money. There's one kid paid me. Mm -hmm. My, Drew will love this shout out, but Michael Hutzelak would pay me $5 to take him to school every day. And five five a week or five a day? Five a day. Five a day? He made the price because it, was, oh my it wasn't goodness. It was, yeah, I know, right? It wow. wasn't out of the it wasn't out of the way, but you know, cuz he lived pretty close to me, but he was like right. it's like come on man, pick me up and I was like, dude, I don't know, man. That's like the opposite direction. He's like, I'll pay 5 bucks a day. And I was like, that's all right. That's a I'll pretty lucrative deal for a high schooler, <laughs> man. Uh I know, were, dude. Well, my, my lunch lunch was $5, you know, and right, that's so one you get free had, lunch. Cuz of Kyle Hutzelbuck or whatever. Michael Hutzelbuck. Michael Hutzelak, dude, and uh, Last incredible. Name sounds made up. Yeah, I, I wish I could make up a name like that. Hutzelak, <laughs> steel rustling. Yeah, exactly, dude. The steel rustlings of the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do it every day for lunch. We had uh, we had an open period. Well, we had lunch, but we were allowed to leave the school. And this is like I don't think this is very common across. But we were allowed to leave premise and walk up to like there was a few boundaries we couldn't go over the one main highway and like and we had to be back so we could walk and we would walk to the grill shop which is like 0.7 miles away every day around you know 12 30 whatever and all hang out and like and it was so nice because it was multiple like you know it's lunch so multiple grades you know it was just 12th and 
it was just 11th and 12th, but he had the seniors involved and everybody, everybody would show up and you'd have to call in the order and get him in and, you know, oh, dude. And there was a dojo in the back. There was some, like, uh, taekwondo place where they set up tables and people would fuck around and, and like, use all the nunchucks. I just talked to Adam. He said he still has a pair of nunchucks from there. And uh, that guy got so mad at us so many times because we would just mess it up and there's not much he could do. Or I don't, what I don't are you know. Gonna we do? were assholes. Exactly. I'll tell you though, uh, high school was kind of the first era where I actually started getting into music and I actually exercised a little bit of, uh, agency in, in what I was listening to. And, and for me, man, um, a lot of it, I'm, I'm not, not ashamed, but you know, I have to come clean. A lot of it was just because of, uh, Pandora radio, the app, uh, you know, which is what I, I Pandora use. was king. Dude, Pandora was the king. And like, I used to, oh my God, when I would get home and do my homework, like my, my high school gave us hours of homework. Like it, for me, it was objectively much more difficult than college ever was mm. for me. Um, oh, wow. so like I'd get home at like seven and I'd, I'd be doing homework till 11 and Pandora was right there with me. Um, Dude. and it was cool. It was exploratory because, you know, you pick something you like and it would, it would feed you a bunch of stuff that it thought you might also like. Um, and that's when I started really getting into the classic rock era um because even to that point like as i'm sure we've discussed before like middle school i I didn't listen to a lick of what we would call grunge rock i didn't know anything about it really um even when i was young in high school like i'm ashamed to say it i listened to a lot of country pop music oh i listened to a fuck ton of that stuff and it almost corrupted and hollowed out my brain Um, but thankfully i was drawn more and more to like the classic rock you know the low-hanging fruit the zeppelins of the world um and you know that eventually gave way to you know stuff with uh you know a little bit of a of a more folk-based writing background like bob Seeger was huge for me um and then it was just one of those things you know you by happenstance you know the the pandora algorithms would warp over time and you could be on like a like a bob Seeger radio station and eventually they'll start feeding you Soundgarden or something just because and you know, i remember hearing slaves and bulldozers i'm like hell yeah you know it was that and it was it was 94 uh hjy uh you know picking up the roosters and the men in the box of the world you know it started to get me on the path but man i used to hammer the classic rock with my buddies back then and you know a couple of my friends uh you know, had like CD collections of their fathers or they had vinyl collections, you know, they would talk about stuff and be more well-read and, and come in with suggestions. And I think that's really where I began to hone my teeth as a, as a music fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote down, um, a little bit like, you know, eighth and ninth grade and like, uh, junior high is where people actually start getting, uh, skilled in like sports, art and music. And they start like, you know, say, prodigies start showing and then like yeah. people really start putting the time in and in 10th and 11th and 12th and all of a sudden like people really start developing those personalities and stuff and i think yeah it's exactly what you're saying you start listening and finding out more and then it, it just leads to finding out more and this is when i was playing a lot of music right to a you lot had of that element to it too where you were playing yeah. a lot and like i said it's so funny because like drew would come in and he would be like i want to play this song and i'd listen to it and i'm pretty much every single time like this is awesome you know what i mean like mm-hmm. everything was awesome everything was like fun new. and everything, everything was, was new so... too it was fresh to you and then dude when when they would come in like oh, man they'd give like you know stories of the band and stuff when you when you heard about nirvana and it's like oh this person you know lead singer died and then you're like you know or like 
the Leonard Skinner, like the plane crashes and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you get blown away at the like the stories of the music and stuff. That always took me too, where I was like learning about the stuff. And like I said, when people had other bands, or Dave Grohl was in Nirvana first, and now he's in Foo Fighters, that you know blew my mind as yeah. a high schooler. <laughs> like you, you hear Hunger Strike on on your classic rock station, you're oh, like, holy yeah. shit, that sounds like the guy from Pearl Jam in the back. And lo and behold, right? Uh, you yeah, know, it's, I'm gonna blow your mind. That's the thing. Like, and and they're they're such like basic not funny punchlines at this point anymore but you have to remember for every boring punchline that was once a new discovery and i remember yeah. those days like holy shit what? mad season what is this you know that was that came later yeah, on it's for like us, i mean i said mr brightside is a great example because i remember listening to that and loving that and just thinking it was so there were cool. no and cliches kind of, to it either and then it morphed into, up it morphed into the, like there was no there was yeah. there was no there was no cliche to that it was just a really really good song yeah yeah and it, yeah, it morphed into like the wedding song and then the college song. And now it's just mm. like, it is what it is. It's its own exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. the song. And and I think like as, as, as we move forward, like, you know, high school, I think laid the groundwork and then college, you know, just because I think you end up meeting a lot of different people with diverse backgrounds and whatnot. And, and I was certainly set on the path that I'm still on just honestly from meeting you and becoming friendly with you my freshman year. And I think our, uh, our musical interests complemented one another. And, you know, we've talked about that so much on this page and that was a direct, a direct line to where we are now, obviously. But, um, that is the one thing, like, you know, it was nice to kind of have all of this at our fingertips and, and, you know, out of a matter of convenience, you know, we didn't have to go to Newberry comics or, or tower records or, or, or wherever to, to, you know, to discover this music, you know, we just had it, had it in our pockets at all time. That was, that was really, really cool. Yeah, and you switch from, you know, Pandora to Spotify, and that's when Spotify really started kicking in as college and all the, yeah. the different the real streaming and and like choosing mm-hmm. what you can listen to at all times and yeah, um, it's it's interesting, Ethan. So like uh, like my my story as like a as a music fan and like a, a connoisseur of 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 music. Uh, kind of becomes pretty synonymous with yours. I think like halfway through freshman year, like when we really started to become friendly. But um, obviously, you were at Pitt for a year prior to me, um, and 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 you know I was new, and we weren't really super super friendly at the beginning. Like there's there's definitely a couple of songs and and different you know different artists that I think of, um, you know, kind of when I think of those early days. Um, I I'm not sure if I uh, if I mentioned this before, but so because of like the classic rock and like the seventies kick that I was on, like I'd become pretty fondly fond of James Taylor. And like, I remember getting to college and like, I had like just broken up with like my high school girlfriend that like, you know, you couldn't have told me like, wasn't I the love that. of my life and everything. I remember that Halloween. We broke up. <laughs> it was tough. Uh, oh, yeah. Young, young classic. Classic yeah. two months into in the college yeah, having to break up with your high school girlfriend. <laughs> no, it's classic because like she did the thing where like she was like, We have to break up, like we're going to different colleges and I was, I wasn't happy about it, but I understood. I was like, Okay. And then, you know, we got to college and all of a sudden, like a week and a half in, she's like, I want to get back together as what whatever that could possibly mean at 17, 18 years old, right? From across the and country. I was like I was like, I'm in, like I'm back. <laughs> I've been that, waiting. Yeah, it lasted for like another like five or six weeks and then she I remember she told me she was like, "Yeah, like I was really lonely when I got to college, but like now I have friends, so like I don't really, <laughs> I don't really need this anymore." And I was like, "I was like, all right, you know, this is what it is." But I remember like not even because of that, just like being in a new environment. Like it was the first time I was away from home, obviously. 
I was pretty homesick. So, you know, we used to have practice pretty early in the morning and, and I had a really shitty roommate my freshman year. So like I would just sit in my bed, uh, you know, trying to fall asleep. And for some reason I fixated on James Taylor. So like I used to listen to James Taylor, you know, to kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know what I was trying to do, but it was, it was helpful when I was homesick a little bit. Like he had a, he had a song, you, uh, he covered a Carol King song called you've got a friend and, and he had another song called up on the roof. And I, I used to listen to those two on repeat over and over again, laying in my bed, like being homesick. But, um, yeah, it's a process you have to get through. And like, once I kind of like, you know, left, left all that shit behind, like I really kind of, you know, immersed myself and I think our friendship certainly grew and we had a lot of great people around us. Uh, some of whom we're going to see later this fall at a, at a, a little wedding scenario. So, um, yeah, man, it's kind of, funny like the shit that seems like it was a big deal at the time <laughs> it doesn't end up being a big deal well yeah that's that's very true yeah relationships uh during those years and how it's changed how your view has changed on that, how was everything for the longest time is yeah it's pretty pretty funny and that's why you, you always think about how your parents know best or people you know that giving you advice that are older mm-hmm. they're trying to they're trying to tell you be like you know let her go don't worry about it or let him go it's just you know, you'll be fine. Listen yeah. to your sad music, but like focus on school. Don't skip class because of the girl. Like, you know, mm. do you still do all this other stuff? Trust me. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. yeah, I would just say the uh, same thing. Yeah. Our, we definitely, once we got together and started listening to music because I was, uh, then that was a nice part about high school. I had people to bounce ideas off and stuff and, and right. music. When I got to college that first year, um, I, you know, there is less like musical, dialogue that i had on a regular basis that compared to high school until you kind of you showed up and and jim would offer some good stuff he was into the the older classics as well yeah um kindred spirits yeah and and i think that 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 sparked it all back up because uh yeah i was away we were away from what was normal and what you used to listen to and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh yeah man good stuff i'll tell you though longitudinally in grand scheme i have one song that for me is the is the king of of the back to school time of year do you want to know what it is is it going up the country <laughs> no can't heat no it's it's not surprisingly um <laughs> it's from the book of rod rod stewart maggie uh-huh. may um, yeah. I think, I think just because of the fact that, yeah, it's got the lyric, like it's late September and I really should be back at school. Um, but man, I remember not, not so much my freshman year at Pitt, but when I got to Iowa state, my sophomore year, like I just remember vividly walking around campus and like, I would just play that song over and over in my, in my headphones. Um, you know, cause once again, that was the second consecutive year that I went to a college and I didn't know a damn person. Uh, you know, just try to make it work that way. So yeah, <laughs> the mighty Rod Stewart. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Oh man. To just think about those first, those first two years of college are just so special, dude. Yeah. You're walking around yeah. campus. Everybody's, everybody's on the same path, fresh, mm-hmm. new, don't know, doesn't know anybody. I'm a big proponent on, on old school dorms, two people living in the same room. Oh yeah. Had people to do are, it. people are, you know, it's so important to, for how to, how you interact with other people and like how yeah you handle like just etiquette situations, in, in, I guess. in different etiquette. situations yeah yeah now you got now the dorms they have you know they're separate rooms inside of you know one big room you know it's like a house you know there's there's mm-hmm. two a, a common room and then two rooms and and now you can get like my coach used to say you can get DoorDash, you can get all the stuff sent to you you don't even need to leave like mm-hmm. you don't need to go to the dining hall 
Yeah. Bullshit, man. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta be, in, you gotta be in the thick of it. You gotta be in the crappy dorm at least for a year. I, that's gotta be done. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was necessary. Um, and yeah, I did for two years. One at Pitt, and then my sophomore year. You know, the classic. We had at my sophomore year, we had the bunk beds with the desk underneath. So like, we would do our, oh, our work yeah. underneath the desk. Much um, more and room. Then, you know, and then you'd climb up. So like, if if either roommate had to get up in the middle of the night for any reason, you automatically would wake up the other one because the the ladder to get up and down was so so creaky, and the door was the building was like 150 years old that we were in. But it's just like different things like that that are you know you need to have those experiences. Um, they're kind of Dude, un- unifying experiences experiences like I'm so happy that I had them and and Pitt yeah. we had a good thing going too you know we had a lot of a lot of really good friends on on our floor and everything um I mean the same so. thing once you once you move off campus with your buddies in college like you know we're older we're 28 20, you're not gonna live with your buddies like that anymore <laughs> like oh, dude like those days are- I, those days are gone I mean you're gonna do it because you know you maybe want to save some money but like maybe one other roommate but like well then i mean at that point, people four. start getting married you know people move like chris different. do you remember I, I know you do obviously but we were locked into a lease 255 right robinson <laughs> we were locked into a lease how yeah, many people man. were gonna live there i remember um, that was hap- that happened was, like so fast it was andrew myself chris you brucey and jim so there were six of us but it was yes. a five-person house so we were going to convert the garage and we were going to stick bruce in the garage <laughs> Oh my gosh. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. I would, oh my gosh. I would love to have played that out and yeah. see how that you know would have how, been. Like, you know how, that, um, when it comes to. Do you think to we would all have been good roommates? No, there would have been drama. I, I have my, I have my, my guesses as to who we would have, <laughs> <laughs> who our patients would have worn thin with. <laughs> but like, Ethan, you know how in sports, um, like there's different bits of memorabilia that become valuable. Like, oh, like this <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that signed contract for that, for that rental apartment. <laughs> if it exists, that is a very important part of grunge Bible lore. <laughs> I just remember like we were transferring and, uh. I, I was obviously worried about that. You were worried about that. And Jim was like, we need to get out of this lease, guys. <laughs> He's like, like, we signed a legal yeah, document. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, we had no idea what it meant. It was like, yeah. I don't know, get the cross country kids to move into there. Yeah, and, and we did. Thank God. Yeah, because we, we would have been on the hook. Our, our land. I know. Law. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Yeah, that was, dude. That was like, that was the, that was the peak situation of like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But oh no, no idea, no clue. <laughs> was, like I don't remember what the rent was. I don't remember like any of the breakdown. But I remember, um, kind of like we were all, we were all friends. Like we were all kind of like jockeying without like aggressively jockeying for like which bedroom we wanted of and course. everything. And Andrew dude, had that, the big one. That would have been so fun. Dude, I know it really. In, in an alternate reality, I definitely wouldn't have. Uh, I, I would. I, <laughs> I would have been on the beers a lot. <laughs> I would have been heavy oh on the gosh. beers. There's beers and coffee cups and water yeah. bottles, dude. Yeah, and the nice would, part we about would have that, been getting like, on the beers all the time. If you're if you're listening to college, if you're listening and you're in college and you're a freshman or you're going to be a freshman, this is the advice I give to everybody: you got to live in the dorms, but then you got to get off campus as soon as you can. You got to yeah. live with your buddies. It only happens, live with four buddies, try to get other buddies, you know, if you have like your, your, you know, friend A, B and C, live with them and then make sure that friend, you know, D, E and F live in the house really close by. Yeah. And uh, the nice part would have been really good is everybody's on the same schedule, especially right. if you're teammates on track team, like having the same schedule sync up is what makes it The solidarity. Possible. Yeah. What makes it really like possible and like 
just an opportunity. Yeah, like I mean, walking to practice together every day and like, yep. you know, getting off at the same time, like, uh, you know. Yeah. Everything. But and then the nice part is especially like if you're on some scholarship that helps with housing and stuff, I think it's so important to uh learn how to, you know, pay pay rent, pay utilities and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Be responsible. Right. Grocery under shop, the, cook, do your yeah. dishes. Under clean, the supervision of like clean. under the supervision of like, you know, the university slash like the landlords know they're renting to college kids. So right. it's it's just like a, a it's a situation where it's so much better. And yeah, you get to learn how to you gotta clean your dishes because somebody else wants to make dinner. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, it helps. It helps a lot. And it was yeah. easily the advice I give everybody. Andrew gave me that advice. He's like, you move yeah. off campus as soon as you can. Yeah. Come live with me. He Although right. he didn't have a he didn't have a plan in mind for us. We were kind of surfing a little bit, but we yeah. figured it out. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, man, yeah, college, college was college was a blast. Um, I have to ask, Ethan, I have one question. Not maybe so much as it relates to college, because I think the answer, you know, might be might verge on 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 being a little too serious, but do you remember like for you, like what your worst day of school ever was from mm. high school or grade school? Worst is there like an incident or anything or like a time you got in like wicked bad trouble that sticks out? Yeah, with my hesitation, I I, I feel like you know there's not something that is that sticks out in my brain that really scarred me. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good one. There's, I got I got to think of something good. Yeah. Um, do you have one? Yeah, well, I, I have think. one. Yeah, which prompted me wanting to ask right, this right. question. So yeah, let, um, let's hear yours. I'm gonna show you if I can think of something good. Yeah. So this was my freshman year of high school, and it I think it was like the first or second week of school. And um, my high school at the time had a strict no cell phone policy. So the the policy was like you got to school, and by the beginning of homeroom, like you had to have your phone off and in your locker. And I I was abiding by that because I was like a I was a young freshman wanting to do the right thing, whatever. Um, but one day I had forgotten to put my phone, um, in my locker. So it was, it was in my backpack still. And, um, the school at the time gave themselves the power to, if, if, if you were caught with your phone, uh, they would confiscate your phone and you would have to serve the requisite number of, of days detention until you could get it back. So it was a Friday afternoon. I was sitting in, uh, Miss Way's biology class. And all of a sudden I hear a little, you know, vibrating, like a buzzing coming from like somebody's bag. And I'm like, who's that fucking idiot who brought his phone in? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like, I kind of like listen a little bit. I'm like, I think it's I'm the idiot time. right now. Yeah. And like, she's, she's I think lecturing I hear it. Coheed and Cambria playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just buzzing. It was, it was vibrating, you know, but obviously it was making a noise. So like the teacher's lecturing up at the front and she's like, whose phone is that? And she's obviously listening and like walking towards it. And like, I didn't know that it was mine because I thought that it was, uh, you know, it was some in my, other idiot in my locker. I thought it was some other schmuck who didn't know which way was up or what side of the bed to piss on. And then all of a sudden, like, no sooner am I wondering where it's coming from that she's standing like in front of me, in front of my desk. And I was like, Chris, like, I need your phone. Uh, and I was like, fuck, like, I didn't think that was my phone. Sure enough, I open my bag and my phone is sitting there. So I'm, I got, I got like a junk Who's calling. I got like a junk call. It was from oh. like an 800 number. It was a bunch of bullshit. So 
This was on a Friday, too. So my school's policy was if you had your phone taken away, you had to serve three nights detention. Um, three nights? Three nights detention, and then you got your phone back. So it's on a Friday. You have to serve three nights. You don't have three nights before the weekend. Like, it's the weekend. Um, so I, I have to give her my phone. So I'm without my phone. I don't think they could get away with doing this now because of how connected we all are and have to be. So I hand my phone to Miss Way, the biology teacher. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have a phone. So at the end of the day, I have to make my way down to like the vice principal's office. And, like, and he's like, oh, he's like, you had your phone taken away, huh? I'm like, yep. I was like, it's on your desk right there. Like, that's the one, that's mine. He's like, well, you know our policy, like you have to serve three nights detention. And he's like, you know, you're not gonna be able to get this back till next week. I was like, I understand. But for some reason, my school was stupid and they had this, like, they had this clause where Friday, <laughs> Friday, Friday night detentions counted for two. So it counted for two nights. Yeah, so he was like, he was like, you can, you, he's like, it's Friday, like, you know, you can serve, you can serve detention that counts for two or you can do it all next week. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do my, I'm going to do Friday. Um, and I'll just be late to football practice or whatever. So I go, I go to the detention room and it turns out that the teacher who was proctoring detention, um, wasn't at school. Like she had to leave. So the vice principal like comes back. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's like when you're when the officer doesn't show up to your court date, you're free to leave. <laughs> exactly. So so I'm sitting in there waiting for this teacher to come proctor this like hour and a half detention, and the vice principal comes back in. He's like, "Where's so and so, whatever teacher?" I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "Oh, like shit, like she must have gone home." And he's like, "Well, I'll tell you what, son." He's like, "You know, you you said you were gonna serve it today. You were here. Like I'm giving you credit for the two nights." Um, and I was like, okay, like, I appreciate that. Like, uh, I'm going to go now if that's okay. I'm going to go to football practice. So I go to football practice. Like I'm, I'm like a little late to, to practice, but like, I think some of my friends like told the coach or whatever. It's like, oh, like he's in detention. He got his phone taken away or whatever. So I'm, I get to football practice detention. and we were doing, um, special teams. So we were doing, uh, field goal block. So I was coming back from an injury. Like I had like fucked up like some tendons in my foot. So like I was like just making back, making it back. So I was in like my helmet and my shoulder pad. So I was just in shells and I line up for field goal block. And I'm like, I'm like head up the tackle or something. And the guy who's way outside, like on, on the end of the block team is like, Hey, like you're just coming back. Like you should switch with me. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah like I'll do that. Cause like no one's going to hit me out there. Lo and behold, like I go to like, like, you know, run through and like, you know, attempt to block it, you know, while not really attempting to block it because of practice. Somebody, right, I don't right, know, right. I don't know if they cut block me or somebody fell, but I take a helmet to my knee and I t partially tear my MCL. So oh my I gosh. lost my phone. I just partially tore my MCL. I'm like 13 years old, scared shitless. I don't have a way to contact my mom and tell her that I'm hurt because my phone is in the vice principal's office. So Jeez. I'm just sitting there waiting for my mom to show up to like pick us up from football practice because my brother was playing with the varsity at the time. Um, so I'm like, no, I like one, no one else was going to call for you. No one called. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Everyone was at practice. I didn't have access to a phone. Um, so like I, I crutch out and she's like, what happened? I was like, well, like I explained the injury. She's like, why didn't you call? Yeah. I was like, well, I couldn't because it's in the office. Like I forgot to take out my bag. So, you know, I'm, I'm injured now. She I'm raised hell. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, no, she didn't. So I'm injured. I'm on crutches and I go to school on Monday and I go to the vice principal's office. I'm like, Hey, I can't, uh, I can't go to practice. I can't do detention today because I have an MRI after school. He's like, okay, no problem. Do the ten do the detention tomorrow and you'll get your phone back. So I had the MRI Monday. And then after the MRI, they're like, we need to see you tomorrow. Like the orthopedic needs to see you tomorrow afternoon. So I rinse and repeat. I go, I go to the vice principal on Tuesday. I'm like, Hey, I can't serve the detention tonight. I'll have to do it tomorrow on Wednesday because I have another 
appointment. He looked at me. He's like, just take your phone back. (laughs) He's like, he's like, you're clearly having a rough couple of days here. Like, like you should have your phone. So I, I, so he, he held the phone for the whole, like until two from Friday to Tuesday. He held the phone from Friday (laughs) until Tuesday. They used to be able to get away with that shit, Ethan. They right. were feeding on the powerless when their cups Dude, were already overfilled. Imagine, like, obviously, you told your mom that he took my phone, like, and, and they're just like, "You gotta serve your detention, son." Yeah, like, there it was, was no it was other way to get then. it back. Like, it was, like, the, like smartphones weren't really a big thing then. Like, I don't even think the uh, the iPhone wasn't really prevalent. Like, I just had like a it was like a flip phone, so like it, it was very it was very utilitarian. So it was like, all right, like you're just gonna do without your phone. Um, but then eventually, he's like, kid, he's like, you know. Just, just take your damn phone. He's like, he's That's like, yeah, so funny <laughs> that they would keep it overnight for five days, yeah. basically. Oh, it's awful. And there's so, there's was no it way like they three could do one it hour, three one hour detentions. I think Fridays were an hour and a half, and then after it was like an hour. So I would have had okay, to serve. So you had to do three hours. I would have had to serve three hours, and I served zero hours, but it was at the expense of my MCL uh, in my right. knee. So. I don't, I, was, I, don't, I don't think that was an, I don't think that was an even trade, but that was that the reminds equivalent me of, of like you have a rough day and you go to the bar, you go to the bar and the bartender takes one look at you and is like, first one's on me. Like I can tell you need this one. He's like, here's your yeah. phone. Yeah. So was that your only detention through high school? That was the only detention that I had in high school. I had a really similar thing. Believe it or not, I only got in trouble. Only got in trouble once. Mm-hmm. Um well, I think there was one time in junior high where I feel like I got I got in trouble because I was me and my buddy were who was in the band. We were playing the pan flute. There was like this okay. like toy pan flute that we were like playing during class, and I got yelled at. And I don't remember what happened, but um, when I was in high school, we went to we actually had a senior um senior trip, you know, and we went to Disney World as a class. That's a lofty trip for some. Pennsylvania high boys, high schoolers. Yes. So, and I'll lay it out to you because this is a pretty, it's pretty unreal. Like I, our, our school was kind of cool. Like the whole, like getting out for lunch. Yeah. Um, then we had this thing where, you know, it was like, I think it was like $1,500 or something back day where you basically raised money like the whole year. Like, you know, there was those kids like, you know, you know, Kelly Sasso raised all of her money for the trip on her own through like school stuff. Like you can do it too. Like don't let money be an issue. And like, obviously Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, we wouldn't do like any of that stuff. Right. Sell chocolates, you know, like sell chocolate bars. Car washes, you know, bake sales, all that bullshit. But people did it and they would, people do it. So anyway, we went and, um, it was awesome. A lot of people were like, I'm not going to that. Like, cause if you didn't go, it was like right at the end of school. If you didn't go, you didn't have to go to school, obviously, because the majority of the class and the teachers were all at, in Florida. So right. you had a choice. You could either spend a week in Florida with some teachers or you could spend, you could be off for a week. Um, I'm really glad I went because there's no other time where you can get a bunch of high school kids walking around Disney. Like all your buddies are, you know, doing all this stuff, right? And you're kings. And, and you're kings. You're in high school. Your parents aren't there. You get. You're staying in like. You're staying in like the hotel by the you know the sports resort and stuff. And it was there's pools and everybody was doing stuff. It was freaking awesome. And uh, so we wanted to do a, a class prank there. And like we had talked about doing some stuff. Like there was a show that had like the you know get get couple pigs, put one, two, and four, and then you know yeah. put them in there. Or you put a cow on like the second floor and it can't get down. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch like of stuff wrap like the teacher's on. desk, like that. Kind there was of stuff. A, yeah, there was a really good one that was done. Um, I think it, it might have been a year after or so, but we had a at the football field. There had there was Bears Stadium and there was bears spelled in shrubbery and trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody replanted it and took away some stuff so it said penis. 
That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just executed perfectly. It was, was so perfect. good. Um, so we had uh, our class was kind of struggling to figure out a prank, which is so funny that like it was kind of like a it was a big decision for the whole class we needed. So what we came up with was uh, at twelve o'clock at at in Disney when we planned a couple weeks at twelve o'clock we'd all leave our rooms because you know eleven o'clock was was curfew. We'd all leave at, at at twelve and jump in the pool. Right. And like I'll have like a pool party. Until You're going to show trouble. them. Yeah. So when the time came, we did. And we all ran out. We jumped in the pool, partying, whatever. And then like, you know, some teachers came out, started yelling. Everybody yelled at everybody and like made us go back. And like I got caught. Some people got away with it. And uh, I had never really gotten in trouble. And I was like, like I said, I never formally, but like, we got in trouble and it was like a big deal right? where I was going to have a detention. I, for some reason thought I was going my permanent record, whatever that means. I don't think that, I don't think those no, exist. No, there's <laughs> They're no, fucking liars. There's no, there's no permanent record. No, like, okay. There's, so there's none. So we, so we all got in trouble. I think, um, like my, the, the people, well, my roommate was also got in trouble. So we had to spend half a day, like the rest of the kids went to the park and we had to spend the day in the hotel. Yep. But then when we came back, we had to spend a three hour detention and uh, I was so like, is there any way I can get, I was trying to get out of it so bad. And like, cause some people didn't get, you know, but I wasn't going to snitch on them, but some people didn't have to serve it. But mm. I remember, I don't know why I was so, I was so like worried about not getting in trouble, even though I did like so much shady stuff in high school and right. never got caught. Like I definitely yeah. deserved, I deserved something. I had gotten out of it a lot, but um, it was pretty sweet. And then we served this detention. I think I did like an early morning one. So I got there like five or something mm. and like, they let us out. I think they let us out early. Or maybe I did it afterwards. I don't remember. Yeah. But like, just sat that there. That was a classic disciplinary move where they're like, this is your sentence. And then like halfway through the sentence, they're like, well, I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> you're free to go. I need, I need to go. So you're good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, don't do it again. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's But I remember being incredible. really stressed out and upset that I potentially was going to get in trouble. Like, they had to call our parents and said we left and... Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back, obviously, super glad I did it. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Bruce Springsteen lyric, someday we'll look back and this will all seem funny because uh, yeah. it is funny. Um, real quick, as we're running short on time, your f- most favorite and least favorite subjects from when you were a lad in school? My favorite subject, the subject that I was like the best at gym. and I kind of excelled, yeah, gym, lunch, um, <laughs> was probably um, math and like okay. algebra and calculus. Um, I was in calculus BC, like I took the AP. Oh, I, damn. I, yeah, I did. The, I, I skipped. I did not I, know this about you. Yep. Yeah, I skipped. Uh, there was algebra A, B, and B, C or whatever, A and yeah. B, and I skipped calculus, the first yeah. one. I skipped the first one, so then I was eligible for the calculus BC my senior year. Right. And uh, and I was good when I applied myself. At that point, I, I think I was a little bit over. Like I was, I had, I got senioritis so bad, mm-hmm. and uh, so I kind of like. But I when I was in form, like I really loved solving equations and doing the you know the proofs and stuff. Like I was pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, my worst subject was I think history and yeah. social U.S. U.S. social studies and you know U.S. Mm-hmm. history U, a push, and uh, that was because I I couldn't. I just was, you know, I'm bad at, I'm bad at names, dates, yeah, history, dude, like, all that stuff. geography, my geography is yep. getting better. Everything's getting a little bit better, obviously, but right. like that type of stuff was, uh, 
I would get it mixed up all the time. And I would, mm-hmm. it was right after lunch and I'd always fall asleep in that class. And it just, it would just crush me. And, yeah. uh, I was not, I was not very good at that. And like I said, dude, since my time in Europe, everybody asks like how, how it went and stuff. When you go over there, like history makes more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's you're more there, interesting. It's, it's right there. It's on the book. You're looking at the, you look at the map all the time. You're like, look, I'm here. I'm there. This is what happened. Like, I can't believe the U S wasn't discovered until 1776 or whatever. And like all this, well, it was, like, but yeah, it was, but that's the, that's until, the kind of, until like, the white man came and yeah, you know, did but what like, he it's did. still like, just the idea that there was so much undiscovered. So I don't know. Like I yeah. wish that I had history class now. Like when you're in, right. you know, when you're an eighth grader and you're learning about this stuff, about when Christopher Columbus comes well, over, no, and the, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And it's so like, so like standardized and like kind of like predisposed, like how you're going to learn about it. And like, there's Even one still, way. I'm just saying like, know. it's like, you just don't have any frame of reference. It's like, we're listening to the dude's story. We're listening to the dude's story. I was not listening to the dude's story. It doesn't yeah. matter how they were sending it or delivering it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you weren't picking it up what they were putting down. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. How about you? Um, hilariously enough, uh, my most favorite Opposite. subject, yeah, was history. And my least favorite was any sort of math. Um, I also, I was also really, really fond of literature. I had, I had an incredible English and literature teacher in high school. English teachers my, stand out. My sophomore and, and senior year, Mrs. Thompson, she was incredible. Um, one of the more challenging classes I took, I, I used to take like the AP shit, but, um, I did, you are sitting with a, uh, an individual who got a five on his AP U S history exam. So, wow. Uh, eat shit. That's Ethan. awesome. Yep. I'm the one, uh, the shout one. out to Mr. Mancuso for that. You're a nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. No, I'm not a nerd, man. I'm, I used to be. Sounds like, like you were. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my high school was like one of those like uber competitive private Catholic high schools where like class rank was like super important because like you're like, oh, you have to go to college and you have to be really successful. Um, and it ended up being fine. I went to a very average school and I had a great time. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, you run the race until you don't want to run the race anymore. And then you, you do the best that you can. So yeah. um, that's what you got to do. Awesome. Yeah, man. Back so, to school. A lot of, a lot of grunge rock, rock this week. <laughs> yeah. If you guys are listening still, thank you very much for listening. I hope this episode was fun and interesting and maybe uh, sparked some uh, some thoughts from, some remembrance. from back then. And yeah. I, you know, if, if one thing gets across, I think when I was doing this exercise and thinking about it and like, I don't know how else to say it, but like, you know, middle, you know, elementary school matters, middle school matters, high school matters. And if you're a parent and you have kids out there, like the small things matter, like, you know, opening up my lunchbox and seeing that I had like a fruit roll up, dude. I remember how jealous I was of kids having fruit roll ups, and then I would have one sometimes, like it's on the special occasions. Man, the little things. Yeah, those little things really stick out. So if you're a teacher out there, like just know that, like, I mean, anything you do could could last forever. Like I remember yeah. Mr. Davis, fourth grade um, teacher, dude. He would bring his guitar in and play some music sometimes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that blew <laughs> my mind. Well, like a little, little puff the magic dragon or something. <laughs> He played some old. He played some old stuff. I remember what's that one song? Ooh, wah, diddy, diddy, dum, diddy, do. He loved that song. Thought it was yeah. like what we'd have king. us like sing it. Yeah, and it was, it was like solid and yeah, um, just like little stuff like that. Like so, if you're a teacher, like parents, I feel like you know they. You guys know how important it is, but I, I I like being reminded of it because then when I interact with you know the high school kids of the world, it gets a 
hopefully be that, do that, help them, help them have a really good experience because it's so important. It sets your oh, whole yeah. life up. And um, yeah, that's, that's all awesome. I got. That was a quality episode. Uh, thanks if you're still listening. Thanks for your support. Uh, thanks to our producer uh, who produces us and makes good production so we can give this episode to you. So uh, yeah, man, uh, I think we should get out of here pretty soon. Uh, so we should end uh, with some songs of the week. Would you like to go first, my friend? Yeah, I can absolutely go first. Um, let me see if there's anything that comes up that I've been really listening to. Nope. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna go with "Adventure," the "Adventure" by Angels and Airwaves. That's nice. a song that, that's a song that um, brought me into the fold with them, and it really got me going. And you know, aliens are real, so Tom DeLonge was right. <laughs> so we need to give him the due that he deserves. That's amazing. I love. Yeah, that. It's a great song. I think everybody will like it. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Chris? Uh, well, my song of the week is going to be in conjunction with uh, some live music that I just saw recently. So uh, last week I saw Bruce Springsteen uh, twice. I went once the first night with uh, two of my buddies from high school that I'm still really close with. Um, but uh, in, a, in a very special way, uh, in a, different from the first night, uh, the second night I, I took my mom. I went to, went to Bruce Springsteen with my mom, uh, which was really, really cool. Um, she's a big fan and, and had seen him a few times in the eighties, um, and hadn't seen him since, uh, with the band. So we went, uh, and it was, it was just a really cool, like special thing to share with my mom. Um, Bruce's music is like pretty important to her and like, she's, she's had a pretty rough go, uh, of, of, of health the last like year or so. So just like to have the opportunity, uh, you know, to be in a spot where like we're both healthy and we get to spend time together and in a shared passion of ours that we weren't really, you know, when we were young, like we, that wasn't something that we bonded over because I didn't really listen to music and, and, right. and, and whatnot. So that was really, really, really cool. Um, so that, it was a lot of fun, you know, to sit there, uh, you know, and, 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 and go to the show with her. So I'm going to pick a Bruce Springsteen song, uh, for my song of the week. Um, I'm going to pick a song called Long Time Coming by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, he did not play it at either of the shows, um, but it's a, it's a good one. It's got a lot of really good sentiment. Uh, and it kind of talks about, you know, how kind of, you know, we want to, you know, put our, our children uh, in, in a better place than we were and that, you know, we don't pass along the bad things that we struggle with to our kids and put them in a position to succeed and where they can chart their own path. And I was thinking a lot about that, you know, as I was sitting there with my mom watching the show and, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for her ability to do that and, you know, the job that she did raising me. Um, you know, she's the most... Uh, critical person in my life who's who's put me in a position to be who I am now so uh it's really cool that you know I'm, I'm I live near her you know we're, we're we're doing good and I get to spend time with her and do stuff like that so I was really really happy about that and something I'm always going to remember so yeah it's a great great um mother son time right there yeah man which is Definitely uh, underrated sometimes. Yeah, you spend you need it. good time. You, with you get with older, parents. like once you get out of high school and college. Like I think, like there's, it's kind of like a ebb and flow. Like when you're young, like you know, it's kind of like cool to like not be <laughs> not be cool with your folks. Uh, you know, to kind of like go head to head with your old man or whatever. And then you know, once you get older, I think mid twenties. You know, if you're you kind of remember what's important. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I, that I live where I, where I do. And I get to spend so much time with my mom, uh, because you know, it's, 
we're we're all getting older so yeah very good i'm I'm definitely happy happy that you got to go see him twice and one of these with your mom fucking good too still man oh yeah dude this guy's all great music lives on man yeah it does and school's back baby school's (laughs) back school of rock back in session so thank you so much everybody again for listening uh, it was a pleasure. We will back, be back next week. We are going to draft fantasy football teams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, who knows what? Who well, knows hey, what we we'll do be have doing the draft. I'm, I'm in a le- I'm in your league this year. So that's right. I got to do coming my out research. Today. Yep, we have a draft the, the following day. So one day after Labor Day. But enjoy your holiday. Love you guys. Stay safe. Love you all. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>